Welcome back to Dialates for Hero Clicks. This is episode 242. I'm your host, Chris Britton. So let's go. Dial H for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all of your latest Hero Clicks singles and sealed products. So check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me again this week in the studio is my sexy ranch hand co-host, Calder Ness. What's going on, Calder? Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. Let's get rowdy indeed. Uh, we normally start off with what made us happy this week. What made you happy, Calder? I uh, drove down to Omaha for a EarthX pre-release because I was just that hyped for the set. It had a really good time and ended up going 3-0 and winning, just just crushing Nebraskans left and right, and uh, won a Tri-Sentinel, which was absolutely great. That really really made my week, playing some EarthX early, because, man, whew, am I excited for this set. It, it looks fantastic so far. That's awesome you, you won a Tri-Sentinel. Yeah, it was really cool since I was like, actually, if I would have showed up to like month two of Days of Future Past, I would have ended up winning it. And I felt really bad that I uh, missed out the first time. So, boom, second time's a charm. Got it, baby. Gotcha. So, what was the best thing that you pulled uh, for the pre release? Uh, it's got to be at Super Iron Man. I was really unimpressed with his preview when I like saw it. I'm like, oh, I don't know, 11 attack, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Taking unavoidable damage when these things die. You know, since it's only on a roll, and man, do those pogs put in work. I mean, they can carry Iron Man. They have seven range. This is a big thing. Iron Man has seven range, and uh, Hawkeye's got seven range, or Steel Bow, or whatever. And they just outrange a lot of stuff in this set, unless, like, Loki or Claire or whoever is on the opposing team. But there's there's a lot of short range in this set, so they they killed it. I mean, they, uh, they did great. And then Iron Man, it actually came into Eddie. Like, I was complaining about the five damage being on his second Iron Manor click. But I hit the stop click. Someone killed one of the armored Avengers, and I got the one unavoidable damage. And I had no tokens because you know he all he can do is barrier or force blast or whatever, and he wasn't doing that. So I actually ended up having no tokens on that eleven five damage click of his Iron Man or, or Iron Manor. And uh, yeah, no, he put in a ton of work. He was probably the reason I won most of my games, especially for only one hundred and twenty five points. Those pogs are insane. So, yeah, definitely Iron Man. He uh, he pulled his weight. Oh, that's awesome. That's really awesome to hear. Last question about the pre-release. Did you see anybody there that you knew? I did. I saw little Simeon Bruce from the Omaha, Nebraska area, and I saw Happy Little Hero Clicks. He judges down there, so it's cool to see him again. So, yeah, those are the guys I bumped into. Uh, I saw a few guys that I've seen before, WKOs and stuff, but I didn't really know their names. So, no, nah, just had a good time. I wish I could have come. I, I did not get to go to any pre-releases this set, which is disappointing. But I'm I'm gonna live vicariously through you, so I appreciate the fact that you went three and three and O oh and just crushed it. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate that, and I'm going to another pre-release, so living vicariously, it's gonna work. Right. On. It's gonna work for you. Okay. Well, what made me happy this week? Two things. I finally got around to watching Aquaman today actually it was this guy it was fantastic <laughs> so let's go back i was not a huge uh, 
proponent of the trailer. You know, when it first showed, I was not excited about it at all. But then I changed my mind because they released a different trailer that painted it in a whole different light. Uh, initial reactions about the movie, stunningly beautiful. Seriously, the CGI is absolutely amazing. There were some really, really hokey lines in the movie. No way. That I was like, this is, okay, that's kind of dumb. But action scenes, sweet. Storyline, really good. Beautiful uh, visually. And I just, I really enjoyed it. I thought, this is, this may be controversial to some. I thought that Black Panther was beautiful, but I think Aquaman was even more beautiful. You know, there's times the CGI really impresses me. Like, there's parts, I don't want to spoil it, like with the trench and stuff, and then all sorts of other underwater parts. But then that one part that's in the trailer, that crowd cheering, still looks so bad. Just, ugh, <laughs> like garbage. Uh, the I'm a huge, huge fan of like, epic battle scenes. Uh, some of my favorite like battle scenes ever are like from Braveheart and then from Lord of the Rings. Back then, that was really, really good CGI. Did not age as well as you would want it to. I went back and watched some. I think Lord of the Rings is still fine. Still uh, powerful. Uh, but it, there was those kind of battles in this movie, and I was like, this is awesome. It was so good. So I really, really enjoyed watching that today. Um, I think that it passed every DCEU movie overseas, at least, for grossing. Uh, that's pretty impressive, even beating out like the Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises and stuff. Uh, that's that's genuinely impressive. So, and it deserves it. It was a really good movie. Uh, so that was the first thing that made me happy this week. The second thing that made me happy was <sighs> I am like super addicted to Fallout seventy six right now. This and, guy and like five other people that play it. You should okay. actually there's lots of people to play it. But if there's anybody out there that is on the PS4 and wants to play um, Fallout, dead 70, game. Fallout 76 with me, that would that would be awesome. It's not dead. You're dead. You're dead to me. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, no, it's, super, it's super fun. I've been playing that a lot recently. So that's what has kept me entertained this week. And uh, let's – we got so much news for Heroclix. So why don't we just go ahead and jump right into the news. Calder, I'm going to give you an option. Do you want to go with the more boring news or the slightly more interesting news first? We're going to start off with the boring news. All right. Let us, let us talk about some maps. Because I haven't pulled up. So WizKids decided that, hey, we need a colossal uh, clarification article. They did actually change something. So there's the first part, which is about uh, moving a colossal. It's in the rule book. Seriously, guys. They didn't change anything about this. Uh, you choose a single square to move through, and then when they end their movement, you place the full colossal if they can occupy where they end the movement. Once again, for movement purposes, you choose one square to move through. It's super simple. Um, obviously, I didn't say every single little syllable correctly, so go ahead and look at the rule book, but I'm not going to talk too much about that. I'm going to talk about the expanding starting areas. I'm not going to read how it originally does. Basically, the way we used to do it normally was you would do a row and a column to expand, right? You would set up your starting area. They do a row and a column. The new way, because as they said, they thought it was going to be more rare. It has changed because now there are 10-point giant girls. There's, you know, all sorts of really cheap colossals in competitive and just in the game overall. So here's here, here are the notes, all right? 
Starting areas may never overlap with another starting area. This is very rare in two-player games to have a, you know, 12 by whatever square starting area in order to make it overlap. When placing game elements in an expanded starting area, the player does not get to rearrange any previously placed game elements. So this kind of sucks, right? Um, it's terrible. And we'll go into that more. If the first player is the one that needed to expand the starting area, the second player gets to use the same expanded starting area when placing figures on the map. This is the same way they used to do it, too. And then finally, when placing game elements such as objects or markers during the game setup, players use the expanded starting area for rules and effects that refer to the starting area. So, you know, if you have to place like a special object five squares out, you have to use the expanded starting area for placing the object out, not the original printed, but the normal one. Uh, also, rolling up something that like wasn't in the notes, which is really weird. But a player must attempt to fit all game elements without that boundary, regardless of how they personally want to set up. So let's say, you know, you want your giant girls to carry out Captain America or something. Well, all the giant girls have to be placed. And then if it just so happens to fit, you can place your Avengers, Captain America, Hawkeye, whatever, next to your giant girls. All right. So, so, so you start off with all of your larger pieces first. The big ones, yeah. So, so all the, the all the big characters. Yeah, you, you work down... In size, so if it is hypothetically you're talking about like your old school Galactus or something that's a, a three by six, I think start with those, then two by twos, then one by twos, then one by ones. So work down that way. Exactly. So once you can no longer do a certain base size like big ones, then you need to move to the next smaller, etc. Until the entire purple area is filled, the OG purple boundary. Okay. If the player cannot fit all of their starting elements into the starting area. Or in any possible configuration, they may not expand the starting area. Instead, after completely filling out the probe boundaries successfully as possible, they move it one column. So instead of doing a row and a column, a row is the long side, a column is the short side. All right, they, you increase it by one and then two. So it's one wide, two deep, just like the normal starting area. Then you continue to add columns one at a time on a single side of the purple boundary until you can fit it in your starting area. So this really sucks uh, for multiple reasons, because once you start to expand, you also cannot change the original setup of these characters. So what, re what really irks me is I'm planning on playing a team where I need giants to carry people out and they need to be spaced correctly and all that jazz, and uh, I can't do it anymore because of how the starting areas work. I'm pretty sure these rules are effective immediately, so... Yeah, that's awesome. They also say at the end of the article, have a great holiday season. Until next time, keep on clicking. So that's, that's real great, guys. Thank you for ruining a team I wanted to play before a bunch of stuff rotated. Really appreciate that, WizKids. Uh, this does make more sense instead of doing a row and a column, I suppose. It's very uh, strict rules. It's very hard to mess up. You place big characters, then small characters, and if you can't fit small characters, you add one more column. Pretty simple stuff. You do not add a row. On starting areas that are in corners, this was kind of a thing. You, you'll use the short side of the map. So let's say a starting area is in the corner. It's equal sides on the row and column portion of the map. You would go, like, to your left, sort of. I guess that's a very arbitrary bad term. You would move towards the shorter side of the map. So let's say your starting area is basically all columns at this point, Right? Because it's in the corner, so you just keep moving a column out. You don't move towards your opponent's starting area. It'd be it just doesn't work that way. So that's that's starting areas. It's boring. It's technical. It's gonna mess up my team. Uh, so that's fun.
That's great. Thanks, Whiskits. <laughs> Remember a few episodes ago or whatever we were talking about the, the changes that need to take effect in the game and then what Whiskids chooses to work on? Like they changed the icon for undercover for under, or, underworld the, the underworld like they, they so change that to knuckles like that's what needs to be changed in this game these are the things that really need to be changed and the next thing right after changing them to knuckles was on their docket was hey guys we need to redo how starting areas work yeah so ever i mean they decided to reduce starting areas almost a year after they introduced a million you know multi-base kind of characters so it took them a while but they got to it and I don't know if since 2000-whatever, they were like, we got to change that, that that stupid Underworld team ability to look cooler. What was, the, what was the anecdotal story that got up to WizKids rules gurus and were like, all right, this is it, guys. We can't have another one of these. we got to nope. change how this rule works. What was that story? Because I can't see anything being that drastic that they were like, ah, we got to change this right now. <laughs> I don't know, but but they did, and so this is where we're at now. Moving on to news I care about, and I'm not angry at. Oh wait, wait, wait! I, oh, I have sorry. a really good no. It's just oh, a really guy. good lead into this. So so the that is going to affect some teams sometimes, and this news is going to you're either going to be really excited for it or you're not going to care at all because it's not going to affect you. Take it away. <laughs> Introducing Marvel Heroclix Wolverine vs. Cyclops X-Men Civil I mean Regenesis Storyline Organized Play Kits. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna get an organized storyline play, blah 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 blah. Anyways, here is gonna be the prizing for each. So each Regenesis OP kit, Wolverine vs. Cyclops, includes three Wolverine team prize characters, three Cyclops team prize characters, eight double-sided maps, and an instruction sheet. Stores, order, Marvel Hero Clicks, blah, blah, blah. Countertop displays. So this is the interesting part. It is not a booster brick like we're used to. This is going to be the first uh, slop storyline thing that is going to be countertop displays. Now, people have done countertop displays sealed before. This is how it says it wants you to run it. So as you know, a countertop display has 24 boosters. In this set, there are 20 unique characters. And I assume 10 Wolverine, 10 Cyclops... I also assume, there's a lot of assumptions going on, I know, that it's going to be split down the middle like how Assassin's Creed set was, so you choose from the Wolverine side or the Cyclops side, all right? Um, and then you choose three packs, so three little, they say three boosters, but they also call the 24 little foil packs boosters, but since it's a countertop display, we know they're foil packs. So each character picks out three foil packs, and they make a 300-point team, which is the standard for sealed. So how are they gonna how are they gonna do this? I I'm not gonna get into that quite yet, but it's really cool. I actually really like it because I think we're getting a lot of X-Men, especially with the X-Men animated set coming up and with the old X-Men set that's still really around. But uh the box art, we get to see Wolverine and Cyclops fighting each other. We get to see some blue, some yellow. We get to see they're bringing back colored bases, just like yes. in Civil War, which is really cool. So Cyclops bases are blue. If they don't look black like Captain America bases did. And Wolverine bases are going to be a very easy to tell yellow. Uh, the characters we can see is Psylocke, I believe Colossus, Hope Summers, some guy crouching, which is I believe is also Cyclops, uh, Wolverine. Um, it looks like Strife. I honestly don't know who that is with the sword. Uh, Rogue and Iceman. So, that may be magic, actually. 
Oh, okay. I, well, I'm she, not uh, she updated her look. That's magic. I have not read that storyline in a really long time. So I don't re- recall a lot of it. I also don't recall there being Morlocks in it. And this is really, with all this upcoming X-Men, it's really putting a, like a damper on my prediction of Morlocks Meta 2019. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably, probably not uh, Morlocks. I meta. just want I, them to be meta so badly. I, I don't know. I, I think do? there was, I think there was once a Caliban that got buff in comics or something. Like maybe there might be a really good Caliban. I don't, I don't know. Not in the animated show. A three hundred point team though, and you only get three packs, right? So does that mean my, every character in the set is one hundred points? So that's kind of what I thought, but also this set is going to be straight garbage if every single character is a hundred points. Like for replay out of sealed, it's just going to be terrible. Like you know how Civil War, some figures were like okay in the set, but they were just garbage outside of it. Like Cold Blood was terrible, and other other figures, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And they were all sixty to like 90 points i don't even know if there was a 100 point character besides an le or whatever so like civil war was a really like meh set and this is this uh wolverine cyclops set is setting up to be pretty lame so far the sculpts look great as far as i can tell they look amazing and yeah so there's two thoughts of this right they didn't say bring 100 points or whatever from home or 150 points from home and they don't say anything like that they don't say also use it with another booster from another set, you know, so it's like buy one of these and buy an Earth-X booster and then try to play all three of your X-Men and then fill it out with Earth-X or whatever, right? They just say grab three foil packs. So either there are characters that are like 75, 100, and 150, but if you pull, you know, three 75-point characters, you're severely underbuilt. Or maybe there are characters in the set that have, like, split dials 75 or 150. As you know, the Wolverine and Cyclops from Xavier's school, they were 150 or 50 points. So they're not scared of giving these guys 150-point dials, even though Cyclops is definitely not a 150-point character. You know, they're you still giving them... You hush your mouth. He absolutely... I hate Cyclops so much. I'm so uh, mad. Cyclops me. was right. If you He's never with right. Me, He's a terrible... Fight me to... in Roblox. All right? <laughs> Shut up, Calder. Roblox. So yeah, so that's uh, that's uh, Cyclops and Wolverine Civil War. I'm excited. A few comments though. Cody Williams said, "Okay, I'm glad I quit." It's like, huh? Well, that's that's a bit that's a bit harsh on this. I think it's gonna be weird. My bet, my money is on every character being 100 points in the set just to make it easy. I feel like WizKids would also do that just to make it easy on themselves. And I want to know if everyone's gonna get the X Men team ability. Or if only certain characters are going to get it. Because, like, in Civil War, which is 90, 80% Avengers, not everybody had the Avengers team ability because they were, you know, they were split down the middle. They, they weren't exactly Avengers at the time. They weren't all unified. So maybe the X-Men team ability won't be handed out as much in this set is what I'm kind of curious about, too. What do you what do you think about the whole Regenesis storyline, OP kid? I think that they should make a general rule in dial creation – Instead of doing stuff like changing how starting zones work, they should do things like if you give the character the X-Men keyword, then they automatically get the X-Men team ability and make that for every single keyword if there is a team ability attached to it. Like if you have the Spider-Man family, 
you get the Spider-Man team ability. Like, it's just give it to them. Why is that? Why is that a thing? Because there's no point algorithm. They just guess on most of this stuff anyway, so it's so completely arbitrary. Um, right. One thing I, I worry is that it is it's called a storyline thing, but just because I don't think you're going to get very many characters out of this, I think that they're probably going to require you to buy additional boosters off of the shelf at your stores to supplement your point totals, which means you're muddying the whole idea of the storyline because, like, why would Wolverine be running around with Black Bolt from Earth-X, you know? Right. Wolverine was too busy just laying around watching TV. Yeah, it's not going to make any sense. I'm excited to see how it works, and I hope that I'm wrong, but I just don't think that I'm going to be... Yeah, I'd agree. There's only 20 pieces in the set, or 20 figures in the set, so at least if you are one of the mine where you're a collector, this should be fairly easy to collect. I think that's probably the silver lining. It's going to be really easy to collect, and if you don't care about it, then you're only missing, like, 20 characters, you know, that might just be okay to begin with. So if you care less, eh, it's only 20 figures. You don't have to worry about it too bad, you know. Or if you're a collector, hey, and you also don't care about it, it's only 20 figures. shouldn't be that hard to collect, especially since it's a countertop display and there's going to be doubles up the wazoo. All right, well, do you have anything else you want to say before we move on to what's really kind of the meat and potatoes of this particular episode? No, I think that about covers it. Okay, well, remind me, what set is about to drop? A little, little set called Earth-X. All right, Earth-X is coming out. People are going out, they're playing pre-releases, you're crushing it at pre-releases. People might want to know what they might want to be looking to be playing or playing against. What are the little quirks in this set? So what Calder and I have done, like we do every set, is picked, chosen one character each from each rarity. Uh, we are going to leave out Prime just because you're not going to probably pull a Prime. I mean, you may see one, may not. Uh, and the same to go with Chases. But we're going to go down the list, uh, commons, uncommons, rares, and super rares, just individual pieces that we wanted to talk about. Uh, this is a brief summary of it. We're not going to go in-depth in the dials, but let's start with the commons. And Do you mind if I start off? Yeah, go for it. Okay, let's start off with number four, and that is going to be Morbius. 60 points. Here's why you really kind of care about this. It, it is a vampire character, so he has the vampire, um, the trait that all vampires in this game now have. That It's a vampire now. So it starts on click number three, and he has charge... And super strength with 10 attack, 3 damage with outwit. So he's already not bad. He has willpower, too. He's already not bad. Here's when it already starts getting dumb, okay? For 60 points, if you hit somebody, and he has outwit, which is awesome, then you go to click number 2. I mean, you can hit for 5 damage up top with this 60-point character. It's just a little bit of a beat stick character for 60 points. You go to click number two, and instead of just having charge, he now has charge sidestep stealth with a special movement power, and he has that on click number one and number two. His attack goes from 10 to 11, and then on click number one, it goes up to a 12. His defense goes from uh, on click number three from 17 to 18 to 19, and his damage goes three, three, four. He goes from willpower into toughness, and then he, he does lose super strength, which I find really weird why they did that, considering he's getting stronger, so why would he lose super strength? But for 60 points, if you do manage to hit, like, top dial, you're talking about 
10 charge with 12 attack for 4 base damage and 19 defense. So for 60 points, really not eating up much of your team. He is quite a bit of a little beat stick character. But if he takes damage and he makes it past the super strength willpower clicks, uh, he still has stealth and blades and stealth with combat reflexes. So that's never good. His defense is going to be 19 on two of those three clicks, 18 on the last click. So he's just a little beat stick. He's not complicated at all, but he also is a flyer, which is great to taxi in your people. So use him as a flyer, and if you can get him up to the 12, 19, 4 click, that's fantastic. He also has shape change on those two. So it's pretty good. It's not great, but I just think he's going to do a little bit more work than what people think he might do. I kind of want to talk about it a little bit because I went against some Morbius and I, I cleaned his clock. And this is not a diss against the guy who's playing him. Um, I'm just saying that when I have an 11 attack, 4 damage flurry, it's like really easy to get out of the way, especially when he only has 17 defense and I was making close combat. You have to be like Morbius is kind of tricky because he's only 60 points. He's not taking up a huge amount of your point total. But you have to use the stealth. You know, I played against a few people that didn't use the stealth. They just put him out wherever. Use the stealth. Use and do not get adjacent to anybody unless you first make an attack against them. That toughness and that 18 defense on the second click is really key. Don't just run Morbius in there to tie someone up for a turn. If you want to tie someone up, use the 25-point Hydra commons and blah, 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 blah. Morbius is not, like, an essential tie-up piece just to move and do it. He, if he attacks first, heals then, like, boom, you're golden. Go for it. The only problem I don't like about Morbius is he loses powers I would attain or whatever coincide with getting better. Like, he loses super strength and willpower when he heals. I mean, his yeah, stats get better. Yeah, that's the one thing I really don't and like. And that's, that's just, like, so weird to me. It's like, if you're getting better, I assume you're getting stronger, but then you lose willpower and and super strength. It's really it's really weird. I, I like him, but I think he's not a autopilot like figure. You gotta you gotta really use your noggin when using Morbius here, because he can be really annoying. He can be really annoying. I guess they do kind of offset the super strength with just stronger base damage. That is also true. It's got so damage. It, you know, and then you can still, I guess, if you want to, you can still use him as a taxi if he is top dial with the sidestep and before you. And I guess if you want to charge with him too, whatever, you're probably Correct. gonna be up there. But yes, you're absolutely right. Placement is really gonna be key. Just don't don't let him get sniped from far away, and you should be good. Exactly. Uh, my common pick was Spider-Man. I played against two of these um, chubby Peter Parker, old man Spider-Mans a couple of times. He's really good. So he has team ability Spider-Man, Ally, and Police. I, I think it's just Underworld is the only other copyable team ability besides Police and maybe Avengers somewhere. I don't really know. But he's only 30 points. He has zero range. He has four clicks of life. He has no special combat symbols. He's got Earth X, Spider-Man, Family, Police, and Reporter, which is all great. Maybe not Reporter keyword, but whatever. Why you're playing him is he has this really cool special movement power, and here's why I really like it. It's Leap Climb, period. When Spider-Man moves, after resolutions, you may choose a friendly standard character adjacent to a square he moved through. If you do, place that character adjacent, and it can be given a cost action. So he can carry but not carry someone. Here's why, here's why this is important. If you have characters with Battle Fury, like Hulk, Namor, uh, if you have Stegron, blah, 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 Stegron Dinosaur, stuff like that, and you want to get them moved up, you don't want them to have a second action token, Spider-Man can carry them except not carry them up nine squares as long as he starts next to them through the move and he moves through a square they're adjacent to. So plan out your move path, and he can leap climb, which is awesome. So he's great for carrying characters that have battle fury. Second, there's a lot of characters with flight. There's a lot of 
cheap characters of flight, shoot, there's 20 point generics of flight. And if you're not going to use them to carry someone, like they'd obviously be better off carrying Spider-Man. But if you want a main attacker who has flight to not have an action token going into battle, use this little 30 point Peter Parker to go ahead and carry him up. I think this Spider-Man is going to be for sealed like teams and stuff, like not battle royales, obviously he's like okay in battle royales, but in sealed teams, I think he is going to be awesome. I, I seriously, like if you pull this little 30 point Spider-Man, Try to put him on your team. I was really mad because my team had to have 45 points of filler, and I didn't have this guy. I had to use, like, uh, Sharon Carter, generic Hydra figure, and then, like, the Volterian guy. But this Spider-Man's really good. I didn't even talk about the powers he has. That's just his speed power. So I'm saying for the police team ability and just that speed power, he's worth 30 points. He also has super senses for some survivability. And if for some reason, he only takes three damage. He lands on an 11 attack, uh, two damage of perplex with a 16 willpower. So he can, he can throw some punches out there late dial. He also has support top dial. So if you take some hits and he doesn't, then he can go ahead and support you back up. I just think he's really, really good support piece uh, right now in the set. He looks really good. I actually think that this figure will probably see constructed play as well. Awesome. Uh, just because um, Spider-Man family key, uh, Spider-Man family keyword is just—it's a really popular keyword with a lot of people. I mean, the people that collect it really collect it, and he's just a really low point Spider-Man that has support. So that's that's good too. Um, the next figure I want to talk about, my uncommon, is actually going to be number 25, Luke Cage. Uh, here's why. So I did a like, quick glance through the set on number of characters that have reducers and less than half of them. I think it's like 29-ish of them, if I counted correctly, like give or take like two or three figures, actually have reducers. Uh, so more than 50% of the set, they don't even have reducers. Out of the rest of those that do, uh, most of those are actually toughness. So, like, half of those are toughness. So, why is that important? Because of this ridiculous, stupid attack power. Um, so, he has 100 points. Uh, he does have the police t uh, team ability as well. His speed power is charge plasticity. His attack power is release my people now, quake. When Luke Cage uses it and targets at least two characters... You may choose to either modify attack by plus two or increase damage dealt to all targets by one. So you can quake for three, which is kind of awesome. But um, if you need to, you can break. Pa I mean, you're going to break past toughness anyway uh, because you're, you're doing two regardless. There are multiple people in this set with combat reflexes, like lots of people with combat reflexes. That's taking the place of what would be like a bunch of reducers. So you can modify your attack by plus two and basically cancel out their combat reflexes as long as you just do some um, good formation attacking. And that's pretty sweet. He's one of the one of the better characters in the set with Indom. He has top dial. He has invincible himself. If it makes sense because it's Luke Cage. And then uh, he also has a special damage power, and this is where it gets, like, even better. So he has leadership naturally, but then it says when Luke Cage uses it and it succeeds, you may also remove an action token from all other friendly characters within three squares with the police keyword. Whatever, that's not really that important. It doesn't really come up in this set, but it does finish off by saying, if the result was six, also remove an action token from Luke Cage. It is always good in this game with characters that can remove action tokens from themselves. So that's pretty dumb. He does start off at top dial with 9 speed with, with the charge, like I said. 11 attack. Um, unfortunately, he doesn't have super strength, which is kind of crappy because it is Luke Cage, and that's like one of his you know, iconic powers as being Luke Cage. And then he has 4 base damage, 
which is one of the heavier hitting pieces in the set. Hunter points is like one of the more expensive individual pieces that you're going to pick for the set, but the entire dial has a reducer of at least invulnerability. No joke. It's six clicks long, and it's three clicks of invincible. I mean, the pink power, and then three clicks of invulnerability. So I, he's just he is also a beat stick, and just the charge plasticity. Keep him in, quake him to death. It's just a nice little combo in himself. It's pretty cool. I really do like this Luke Cage. Um, being close combat with the police ability is okay as long as you have other people that can utilize it, you know, with some range and stuff. I really do like this Luke Cage, and with the few-ish characters that have Mastermind, I think he'll be really good in this set. So, yeah, for sure. I mean, you can also single-target Quake. Also true. Single-target Quake. For, I don't, four damage. What was his attack value top dial? I can't remember. Eleven. Yeah, so yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, it's respect. That's good. It's respect. That's good. No, that's good. And then also, like I said, if you hit two people, I mean, his attack can be 13. So, yeah, right. that's as long as you target it, it, it gets plus two. So, I mean, if you, you're you looking at a 13 attack to Quake, I mean, that's pretty dumb. I Just don't, for, don't forget to pick one of those, you know? You're going to have to pick one of those when he targets at least two characters. So don't forget to do that. Don't like, okay, I'm going to do this charge uh, roll. Oh, crap, I forgot to pick one. Let me pick one now after you see what you rolled because your opponent's not going to let you do that. Uh, so going on to my uncommon pick is the Skull, uh, main antagonist of Captain America in EarthX storyline. It's really cool. He's 40 points. He has three clicks of life. Don't worry. I'll tell you why. No special combat symbols, zero range, triple bolt, and EarthX keyword. He has a trait. If he can see you, he can control you. Mind control. When the Skull uses it as a range action, he may target one character regardless of range, but still requires line of fire, but he can't target other characters. So he can single target mind control across the map if there's nothing in the way. He has no improved targeting at all. So, yeah, it's going to be a little tough to pull off. But with his sidestep 12 attack value, I think this is a really good mind control piece. He has sidestep top dial 12 attack, 16 defense with combat reflexes, and 1 damage with leadership. So he's adding a plus 1 action total. A big part, which kind of sucked about my team, is I had no leadership at all on my team. So only taking three actions was a huge bummer. And uh, him being able to free action move at least two squares is always going to be helpful in a hard action like point value like 300 is. So leadership always adds nicely. And of course, his next two clicks only has an 11 attack. His last click, he does get perplexed, which is cool. And he has a special defense power, which is stop mastermind. When the school uses mastermind, he may choose a friendly character regardless of point value. So even if they don't share the EarthX keyword, he can just mastermind anybody, which is awesome. So why does he only have zero range with three bolts? Well, a mind control, believe it or not, has a minimum range value of four. If you ever look in the uh, powers and abilities guide, I saw a lot of people complaining about this. But the skull only uses mind control throughout the entire book. He never throws a rock. He never shoots a gun. He never does anything. He just mind controls people. So he doesn't need to have any range at all when he has his special crazy range mind control. And then I guess if you're close to him, then he can be the triple target mind control, which I think also works really well with his sidestep. I think for 40 points with the leadership and the uh, range-wide mind control with that 12 attack is really, really good. And let's not forget that mind control is better than what it used to be. So I think this this figure's a really solid pick. I did not play against him. I cannot wait to hopefully pull him and play him because I think he is a uh, 
must pull and play, especially with the Earth X keyword, making an Earth X theme team in this set. Yeah, it is so easy, and that's probably the best part about his leadership is just it's so usable in this particular set. So that, that's going to be real, really good. So um, let's move on to the rares. Uh, my rare that I chose is actually going to be number 41, which is Fancy Dan. Just because this is it's so dumb. It's so dumb. Okay, so 50 points, 6 range, 1 bolt, a just multitude of keywords. It's crazy. Um, 5 clicks long? Yeah, 5 clicks long. Um, he has the new boss every week trait. Um, he gets the keyword of whoever you choose at the beginning of the, the match with leadership or mastermind. Um, he has another trait, which is this is probably one of the best parts about the character. Uh, obfuscated offender is the name of it. Energy shield deflection, but modifies defense by plus three instead of plus two. Because why not? You know, because <laughs> he has base 17 damn uh, 17 defense top dial. He's a range based character that has 20 defense for 50 points because that's never good. Uh, he also has 11 base attack with a special attack power that gives him oh precision strike. When Fancy Dan missed with an attack a uh, range attack after. Resolutions, you may place the missed target in a square adjacent to the one it occupied. <laughs> uh, so even if you miss, you're, it's still like you're going to do a little bit of board control. That's pretty interesting. I like that. He also happens to have top dollar running shot with nine speed and three base damage. So just for 50 points, I mean, it, he's, he's pretty dumb for what he does. Uh, when he does lose that special attack power, that's the first two clicks. He goes into range combat expert with sidestep. Which is a fantastic uh, little combo. Little combo right there. That's that's nice. And the base d damage is two, and his attack is still ten on that first click. So I mean, you could still do four damage right there, and he still has twenty defense from range because of the trait. So really interestingly good. I never would have expected a fancy Dan to be a really good little hero click, but uh, in the future, I know there's a lot of. Uh, Magia fans out there. Um, I don't know why, but there are. And uh, <laughs> got the keyword. So uh, good on you. This is probably going to be one of your staples for that particular keyword in the future outside of Sealed. So I like this figure. Fancy Dan is, like, surprisingly good. So I, I'll agree with you, man. Uh, my rare pick is, and I kind of poo-pooed on this character, so I'm not going to go too far into him. He was previewed. Uh, I poo-pooed on him before because I wasn't impressed. Uh, playing him in Sealed... I uh, I was so wrong. You're gonna you're gonna hear me say Calder was so wrong because like I believe it or not, I'm not always right. I'm talking about none other than uh, good old Namor McKenzie, the Submariner, Mariner, however you say it. Uh, Atlantis, Earth X, and Ruler keywords. So Earth X, like you know, Flight and Dom. This is another character who I wish I had Spider-Man on my team because he starts with three clicks of Battle Fury. Also on those three clicks is his special speed power, which is Charge Flurry. He has two traits. Um, he also has improvement ignores characters. His ignores characters was awesome. When people go in there and try to tie him up, you know, I'm like, okay, go for it, tie him up, and stuff like that. Uh, but I can just walk away. If you are ever next to somebody, they tie you up with, like, a damage reducer character, go ahead, charge flurry just to anyone else who doesn't have a damage reducer. And if you think they might survive a charge flurry, then boom, you can poison them next turn. Like, you get tied up with someone you don't want to be next to, just walk away, man. Namor's awesome. Uh, his other traits, though, are still the most dangerous thing in the ocean. 
So they're both based on water terrain. So the one is modified Namor's defense value by plus two if he occupies water terrain. And his second trait is he can use poison, but only if he does not occupy water terrain. I was using the poison a lot. There are a lot of characters in the set uh, that have, that don't have damage reducers, like just uh, oddly enough, just a lot amount of them. So I would sit my Namor next to a bunch of characters that didn't have damage reducers, poison, and then if I decided they weren't worth my flurry, you know, 11 attack, 4 damage, potentially dealing, you know, 8 damage to one character, I would just charge Flurry to somebody else who had an actual, like, damage reducer and potentially one-shot them. Like, an 11 attack, 4 damage is awesome, ignoring, uh, what is it, what's that power? Shape change. <laughs> ignoring shape change is great. I, I I went up against a few different teams that had shape change on it, like that Loki, and even if he does get Mystic, it's not so bad. But yeah, so that Loki was awesome, getting rid of his shape change. Uh, the Lady Octopus got rid of her shape change. So, and I was like, you know, Namor down dial, he kind of, he doesn't look as impressive, but, you know, those flurry clicks with the 11-3 is still really solid, and he still has move and attack when he doesn't have flurry, which is nice, and he always has poison when he's out of water, and of course, if he's in water, you know, his lowest defense is an 18 on click 7 when he's in water, or it's a 19 or a 20, which is awesome, so if you're a more defensive guy... Put them in some water, pack maps with water. By the way, just to any or any pre-release, pack maps that are really diverse. Uh, if you want to pack one that has a good amount of water on it, just, you know, for Namor to have a chance. If you want to play, like, first turn, not next to anybody, put them in some water so he doesn't get shot out right away. That's really helpful. I think Namor works for the aggressive and not super aggressive character, like, kind of players in this community. So I think he's a really good seal pick. I like how much reducing damage he does his whole dial very it's true really good he's he's a beat stick as well there's, there's multiple beat sticks in the set that are just actually really good that's so true and and even if you're me and you never roll an entire impervious roll at any time in the night then it's okay because he still reduces by two guys it's okay <laughs> all right well let's move on to the last section that's going to be the super rares of the set now uh as far as what we chose I, I really want to kind of just talk about some of the stuff that we already spoken about. That's what I wanted to do. But if you really go back, we talked about almost all of these super rares. So we just tried to pick stuff that we didn't already talk about. Not that it's super, super great. Um, but some of it's a little bit surprising for us because it actually turned out to be like, oh, okay. What about that? Um, the one that I chose was actually going to be number 51, Venom. Um, okay. I, I don't know if he's like the best super rare ever I, well he's definitely not out of these sets but it's actually a really really good venom overall uh, a really good representation of the character eddie brock so he does have improved movement elevated and hindering he has the venom symbiote that automatically is attached which gives exactly what you think a symbiote would plasticity and shape change and this character breaks away automatically it did get rid of the role for the like the old symbiote object so that's good information to know. And for the future, it is how, how many points less, too? Oh, it is two points less. So, yeah, so this new symbiote, which is dumb because no one really used the roll and get the plus abilities. So for two points less, you lose the indestructible thing, immovable, indestructible, whatever, and then you lose the rolling for stats. So depending on who you were, you didn't really care about either of those. So basically the same thing for four points is really awesome. It's really great. Right on. So the the first trait is the one that gets the Venom symbiote equipped. The second trait is call and help from the Venom verse, which is exactly the same as the Spider verse trait with Venom replacing the word Spider. 
and then the last trait he has, because he doesn't have any special, uh, um, he doesn't have any special powers, which I thought was a little weird, but whatever, is the Sinister Six United one. You are probably not going to be able to trigger this, I I'm guessing, very easily in, in Sealed. But it does say Stealth, so that is good, so at least he has Stealth. Uh, but only for Force has <laughs> three or more characters. So you're going to start it off um, with that probably. I don't know if in Sealed you're going to be able to get to the second part where he gets improved movement, ignores hindering, but only if you have five or more characters. How many figures were you seeing on a team when you were playing sealed Colin? i was in about like it was four to five really Really? okay yeah so it, it might work for you that's good uh it's just man seriously even if you do have like five a lot of the stuff in this set is really squishy so i bet you you're probably gonna lose that real quick but at least you'll have stealth probably i so, hope uh, for, yeah. for your for your sake Oh, uh, yeah, right. Uh, he does have the Spider-Man uh, enemy team ability, so keep that in mind. Uh, he has charge, blades, and exploit weakness. Blades and exploit has never been good ever. The only thing I don't really like about this is he does have 10 attack top dial, but I think that they were trying to be like, oh, well, definitely use this Spider-Man enemy team ability to boost that up a little bit. So maybe that's how they were balancing it. Uh, but he does have shape change and super senses like the first three clicks, and that has never been a good combination. No, it's terrible. Garbage. <laughs> so um, on the last three clicks of a six-click long dial, he does have Steel Energy with Perplex and Sidestep. So you might actually get the ability to move where you need to, hit what you need to, and heal back up. So overall, I just think this is a really cool little Venom piece, and they haven't made a Venom in the past that I... I I, don't, I just don't like many of them. I remember the one that had, like, the very flavorful trait where it was something about sonic energy and oh yeah, fire, well, whatever. Like, that was flavorful, but, you know, you don't want your hero clicks to have uh, weaknesses, even if they make sense with the character. So this one doesn't have one of those weaknesses. It's just, like, a nice little Venom hero click. So just talking about that because we talked about pretty much everything else. All right, awesome. Before I go into my super, just so you guys know, we record on Sundays. The Royal Rumble's happening right now, and I know I'm going to interrupt the podcast to talk about wrestling. People couldn't care less. But my girl, Becky Lynch, just won the women's uh, Royal Rumble match, so I'm really excited and super happy, and I officially have way, way more energy to do the rest of this podcast. So let's go! Oh, oh love her. Anyways, she's the man. Okay, so... Uh, my super rare is the Hulk. This is a figure I wish I really would have pulled. He's also a character who works, spoiler, really well with our common Spider-Man we talked about earlier. So the Hulk is 150 points. He has no special combat symbols except for Giants. So he has no Indom at 150 points. Don't worry, there's a trait that fixes this, and I'm sure you might all know. So he has the trait, the Hulk is an extension of me. At the beginning of the game, generate a Bruce bystander. As long as Bruce is on the map, when Hulk would be given an action token, you may instead give Hulk a soul token. And don't clear his action tokens. That turn, when Bruce is... I don't know why I'm saying it like that. When Bruce is KO'd, after resolutions, remove all of Hulk's soul tokens and deal him, that, and deal him two unavoidable damage for each token removed. So, we don't really want to give Bruce a ton of tokens, so we don't want to be wasting move actions to not carry the Hulk, which is why if you have Spider-Man, he can carry the Hulk. Hulk doesn't get a token first turn, doesn't get a soul token. Makes everything easier. Why do we have to worry about carrying him? Because he has a special damage power. Battle Fury for his entire dial, which is eight clicks long. 
If Hulk has one or more soul tokens, Hulk has protected outwit. If Hulk has three or more soul tokens, he has protected penetrate psychic blast and exploit weakness, which doesn't matter his first two clicks. So it lets you get the soul tokens going. So you don't want Bruce to die, right? But Bruce, all he's got perplex. That's pretty awesome. And there's not a ton of perplex in this set, unless of course you're, you're an inhuman, in which case, yes, you all have perplex. But for normal characters, no offense to humans. They don't really have perplex that much. Hulk also has insane stats. He never goes below a 10 attack. He has 12 attack on his first two clicks, and he gets an 11 for 3, 10 for 2, and another 11. He has charge most of his dial in the middle three clicks. On 4 through 6, he gets sidestep. He also gets some quake. And uh, he has charge again on his last few clicks, and he gets some steel energy. So Hulk has great damage output. He can always do at least 3 damage, I've seen here, and he starts off with 5 damage top dial. On his back end, he goes back up to 4 damage. Hulk's great. He's a awesome beater. So if you just want to be like safe as possible, go ahead and leave Bruce back because you don't want Bruce with his little, what is it, like 15, 14 defense. Yeah, 14 defense. You don't want him dying and have Hulk take a whole bunch of his tokens. You also got to be careful because you don't want to push Bruce because that'll kill him because he doesn't have willpower. So Hulk can still basically have Indomitable. You give Bruce a token, then you give him a token and he won't take damage. And then, of course, if you want to push him, you can give him three actions in a row, which is really cool. And he can get another token, push, whatever. Hulk's great. He is pushable. He gets better, right? So the Battle Fury and everything is awesome. I would honestly say it might be good just to put a soul token on Hulk, you know, give a token to Bruce just to give him a uh, protected outwit. There's not a ton of outwit in this set, but if your opponent has it, that's always a good choice for you to make. Um, but of course, that Spider-Man being able to place Hulk, pseudo-carry him, and keep the soul tokens off him if you want to play more aggressive and have Bruce up there giving him a 13 attack or like helping everybody else out, that's always awesome too. I just think I want to see this Hulk in action. And I haven't seen him pulled yet. I've seen a lot of people online say stuff about him. But I really want to play this Hulk. I think he'll be really cool in Battle Royales. And I think he'll be great and sealed. Well, okay then. That's, that's pretty much it. Uh, that's the stuff we wanted to talk about. I did want to give one honorable mention out just because I think it's funny. I'm not going to go into the dial or anything. Uh, if anyone happens to pull the Super Rare Prime... Spider-Woman has a trait that says, free, choose a standard power printed on this card that Spider-Woman can't currently use. She can use that power until your next turn. If I counted correctly, there's 21 powers on her dial. <laughs> That's a lot of powers. <laughs> Including Pulse Wave, Perplex, Prob, Outwit, all kinds of good stuff. So um, I just thought that was funny, and uh, she has Mystic. So if you, play, if you pull that, play it. That's, that's a given. She's just dumb. Uh, and I thought it was funny. So okay. I, I think that about wraps uh, it yeah, Really quick, though, just one more pull. You play it. Uh, Daredevil. I saw some people pull Daredevil, and he didn't play it, which is okay, because if you just want to play Spider-Man villains or you just want to play whoever, and you just want to have fun and not worried about winning or whatever, play whatever you want. But if you want to win, <laughs> pull, it, pull, pull it, play it is Daredevil, like, all day long. And I – my uh, – my average philosophy for seal pulls, you get two boosters, you know, so that's a really good chance of getting a super rare. So I normally assume when I go into a sealed that I will get a super rare and a rare in my boosters. I won't assume a chase or whatever, but I'm saying you will get a super rare and a rare and potentially better than a super rare in your sealed. I would only consider bad pulls to be two rares. Average pulls, a rare and a super rare, and then a really good pull being like a super rare and a chase or just a chase and whatever. So like, even though we're saying super rares and stuff, and you're like, oh, I might never pull them. There are actually, there's a really good chance you will get one of these super rares. Maybe not the ones we talked about, but 
All, a lot of the superheroes are really good. Ones we didn't talk about are amazing. Daredevil, for example, Lady Octopus. A lot of these superheroes are really good. Don't feel bad about, you know, thinking that you're not terrible sealed luck. It's actually harder for you to pull two rares as opposed to a rare and a super, in my opinion, uh, with, like, the spread of this set. So don't worry about it. And also, because we haven't said it on the podcast yet, I love Captain Venom. WizKids, uh, they know how to treat me right. They already knew that I was going to be all in on this set. And so I'm okay with there being an amazing Captain America super and an amazing Captain America chase. Uh, we'll talk more about it later, probably. But uh, that's just like yes, my that's that's my end rant for the EarthX uh, advice sealed conclusion picks thing. We did it, Calder. We made it through yet another kind of kind of sealed advice. Look out for this. Don't really care about that. So this is all I have to say, and we'll move on. <laughs> I need a zap. That's pretty neat. I noticed that you it's, put that on. Yeah, I did. Every yeah, time, I, every time I see that, I can't unhear him say it's, it. It's pretty neat. <laughs> That's pretty neat. Okay, so let's move on. Um, we've got all kinds of stuff, man. Seriously, so much stuff. But before we move into a lot of what is going to be in the community, we're just going to let you guys know that Dial H works off the value for value model, and our goal is to entertain you guys and gals. So. If you feel like we give you value in your life, consider showing us your love and leveling up your heroic rank, and you can earn your heroic titles like Citizen, Vigilante, and Protagonist. Uh, heroic rank level ups occur the first episode of every month. That is next episode, ladies and gentlemen. I know it came super quick because we didn't get to do the this this month's January until the middle of the month. So, uh, yeah, next uh, episode. So make sure you're jumping on the Patreon. Help us out. For as low as a dollar a month, you can feed a starving podcast producer in Indiana or one of the Dakotas, and I always forget which one. That's so in. rude. That's so rude. You know which one. <laughs> are they different states, though, really? They are completely different states because South Dakota is not <laughs> terrible. Are you going to fight me in Roblox? I'll fight anyone in the Roblox. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I'll fight you in Roblox. All right, well, uh, hey, let's go into – Community, yeah? Yeah, sure, I guess. I have a sound club buy for this. I just forgot where it was. There it is. There are dozens. There are dozens of us. Dozens! All right, let's start off with... Uh, we mentioned last episode we wanted to start a brand new little thing like competition. You guys are here for competition. That's why you play the game to begin with. So competition to be the first people to claim your state or your country. For a uh, Dial H flagship store, a home base, if you will. We got three responses already, so that's three uh, states that are claimed, which, according to math, and I'm really bad at it, but I think there's 47 states left. If you want to claim any of the others outside of these, we got our first answer from Matthew Ventura. Uh, he said that House Rules Gaming claimed in the great state of Florida. Uh, Loyal Miller claimed Fantasy Games which is in my state of Indiana, and uh, Nathan Dial, Pennsylvania, the Adventurers Guild. So that's three states down. No other countries. What's going on? I know we have people up in Canada. You don't want to claim your own country? I even made a joke about Canada last, last episode. He tries so hard, ladies and gentlemen, so hard. So hard. You think these, these Canadian jokes, <laughs> do you think they write themselves? A lot of them do, but still... Uh, no, yeah, no. It's just a lot of spent time crying at my own failed jokes. I laugh at my jokes. Oh, no. I, I'm having fun. Even if you aren't, I am. 
So uh, oh boy. get out there on Facebook or on Twitter. Claim your state, your country, whatever it is. Uh, make sure that you actually attend the venue that you <laughs> name. And uh, you can claim it as a Dial-H home base. So there is that. Uh, let's move on to uh, Community Tuesday's question. We put a Community Tuesday's question every Tuesday up on Facebook and on the Twitters. Uh, this week's Community Tuesday's question – by the way, I posted a bunch of pictures and stuff. Got a bunch of likes and whatever. Look at this it. guy. Uh, it was stuff from the set, you know, more more pieces that came up in this, this upcoming set. Whatever. Um, but – We'll see. What was Community Tuesday? You have it up? I, I posted yeah, it. I got it. So the Community Tuesday's question is, with the new Venom cap turning monster into a named keyworded theme team, which characters would you like to see made in the future that have the same mechanic, and which generic keyword do they affect? So choose a character that can take a generic keyword and make it into a named theme team keyword, kind of like how we used to be able to do before Wish could spoil that fun. So yeah. Womp, womp. Oh, well, uh, but, but... I immediately, as soon as I saw that they were going to go this route with this Venom cap, uh, I, it got my mind churning on what kind of characters could do that with different keywords throughout the game of Heroclix. I instantly knew which piece I would choose and what it would affect. Ooh. But did you have one? I definitely have one. Okay. Like you you, really you, you say yours first. first. Uh, so mine is, if they make this character, one of my favorite keywords to play, and I definitely think it should be considered a named keyword because it is so very specific, is the pirate keyword. Arr, so a Blackbeard or some form of pirate captain that makes you are all part of me crew or like whatever pirate <laughs> a named keyword I think would be awesome. Okay, yeah, no, that's a really good one. Uh, my choice is actually going to be one of one of my favorite storylines for this character. I cannot remember what the name of it is now, but he and his girlfriend, I think at the time, Misty Knight, set up a martial arts studio in New York. And I was like, what better than a teacher of the martial arts, but none other than Iron Fist? I think it would be really sweet for him to turn martial arts into a keyworded theme team. That'd be really flavorful, really cool. I'd like to see that. So Whoa. you want to start us off on Facebook? I'm, I do I I really like your pick. The uh, the Iron Fist. Sworn protector of Kun Lun. Sworn enemy yeah. of the hand. Dan and Rand. Uh, so yeah, so Jay Solomon also kind of took one of my other guesses, uh, was passed. This would be a character that is somehow World War II related. It's like Captain America, Nick Fury, other World War II related characters. And Nick passed a name theme team. Okie dokie. That is a good one. Um, every, have, are there any keywords that the second you hear the keyword, you think specifically of one character? And then yes. you remember that there are other characters? What is what is past for you? Past for me? Well, it's, it's Captain America. So, yep. That's it. Captain America. I know. Both, Shocker. Both past and future always trigger thoughts of Kang in my head. Oh. That's, I don't know why. True. Yeah, Kang. That makes sense. It's always, it's always Kang. But Okay, so my first answer on Twitter is going to be from Vigilante Collectible. He agreed with you. He said, how about a Blackbeard thing that turns other pirates into a named theme team and linked a uh, comic, couple comic book panels of the thing in full Blackbeard attire. So I didn't know the thing was ever a pirate, and that's awesome because things my favorite member of Fantastic Four. So, uh, hey, yeah, uh, that's so great. Collectible, can you can you tell us where this came from? Like which comic? Ho I hope it's not a what if because we already got one of those sets. Probably not getting another one. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Pollier, uh, Pollier said, a Galactus that makes Harold into a named keyword. I love that idea. I think that's awesome. Oh, that would be sweet. Oh, heck yeah. I, by the way, I collect the Heralds, the ones that are actually labeled Harold. Oh, right. Um, not, not just like they were Heralds, like if they made an Aunt May, but they never gave her the keyword. No, these all actually have the keyword and stuff like that. And I play big boss battles with Galactus and his mini Heralds and stuff like that. Pretty cool. I like doing it. Whatever. Citizen Ben Jones said, thinking I would like to make the animal keyword non-generic. Uh, it could be someone like Gorilla Grodd or Animal Man. Maybe even Squirrel Girl, but only for squirrel-based characters. Yeah, because there's so many of those, Ben Jones. So many squirrel-based characters. <laughs> so many. Fingers crossed for a Venom Squirrel. Uh, Matthew Ryan said, George the Animal Steel in the forthcoming WWE set. For you know, the animal keyword. I love it. Okay, all right. We have an answer from this uh, superhero... The ruffian, little plastic superhero, said an Ultron that turns the robot generic keyword keyword into an Ultron keyword would be awesome. I still play the AOU Ultrons a lot, but no uh, theme prob sucks. Yes, it does. I love Ultron, and when that set came out, I was kind of expecting something along of lines of a created keyword just for that, just like the word Ultron as a keyword, but no. And I was super disappointed, and that was a downstairs mix-up on WizKids' part. Uh, yeah, but, like, it's so terrible playing against Ultrons. Like, I want to rip my hair out when I go against them. It's just so bad. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Anyways, Brian Bowling said, Nick Fury was soldier, or basically you could choose any god with the deity keyword. Any god could turn other deities into, like, what, a, a pantheon of gods? Yeah, I just mean? just like a named keyword. Like, if you want to team up Thor with, with other non-Asgardian deities, like him and Herc, want to go bro okay. it out or something, you know? Okay, I like it. Also, there may be people out there that don't know this, but that uh, duo click with Hercules and Thor on it, it's it's not great anymore, but it's still <laughs> sweet looking. I still like it a yeah, lot. Yeah, it looks cool. Also, they had colored bases on that chase... There we go. It was cool. <laughs> I liked it a lot. Okay, we have an answer from, uh, I think this is a new new listener, new answer really. said, uh, uh, MCLBK. I don't know what that means. Maybe uh, write in, let us know. I'd like some some reversed, so, oh, something reversed. Okay, so an example. A JLA team that has the same synergy as an awkward, awkward Lex and Superman pairing because they both live in Metropolis? Do you understand that? Because I, I don't play a lot of um, Lexes. I understand that, yeah, because they both have the Metropolis keyword, but, like, they obviously – they wouldn't be on a team together. That is a lie. They have teamed up in comics a few times situationally, but uh, I see what he's going for. No, Lex Luthor was actually full-blown on the Justice League for a minute. Oh, I know it was, but, like, he's just saying it would be really awkward. Like, like some Red Skulls have the Soldier keyword, and Captain America has the Soldier keyword, but, like – but Captain uh, America okay, and Red Skull. Like, it wouldn't make sense for them to really Maybe Maybe the not the example thing. was the best, just because comics are just so many and you never know everything. But, like, yeah, I see what he's saying. Gotcha. I think it's you. Is that it? Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't. Um, Peter Zachary, a figure that makes the police keyword a named keyword. You can get a few figures, police keyword on a team, but only one or two or three have prob on them, you know? So perhaps a mayoral figure... Or a presidential figure, like President Lex Luthor from Red Sun. Anyone? Yes. Yes. Everything about uh, this. How about President Captain America from the Ultimates universe? Also that. Yes, that. 
because we missed Lex Luthor and all the Red Sunness, and he was a really, really big part of Red Sun, like huge, major part of Red Sun, and we missed him. And yeah, any version of Captain America where he's the president, let's do it. Okay. Uh, my turn? Yeah. Uh, Mid-South Heroclix said, great question. Thank you. I made it up all by myself. I don't like to. Yeah, it was totally. Uh, <laughs> he said, Duke from G.I. Joe for the soldier keyword. Can't wait for that G.I. Joe set. I'm really, I, I'm really impatient for it. Can't wait. No, it didn't. Marvel had the rights to G.I. Joe for a minute, didn't it? Yeah, we had Transformers, too, but we don't see us making Transformers anymore. You hush your mouth. One day. David Herberger says, Robots. Could have a Professor Ivo join them into a team. A new Amazo would be a nice addition to the robot team. Okay, okay. Jason Levine said, speaking of the future, oh, because we mentioned the word the future in the question. Uh, he said, I would like to see a time-traveling character that can make future and past keywords into a generic theme team. Oh, like, to just combine them into a generic key theme team so it's like they're time-travelers. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. So, so not just from the future or the past. So I think uh, I think named would be too strong if they did this, though. So, yeah, that, that would be making a lot of characters into a brand-new named keyword. So, but I feel like... Only if they make one character the ability to merge keywords like this and stuff into named keyword, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. It's not like they're making a general change to the game. Right, right. Whatever. No, I think that's awesome. Uh, Christopher Smotherman said, a booster gold that makes anyone with the Justice League keyword into a super buddy. So booster just kind of shows up and says, look, the Justice League's cool, but how about a better keyword? We could all be super buddies. Now that's a keyword. Super buddies. Don't act like that's not the best keyword in the game. Who came up with that and why? Who sat down to write comics one day and they were like, super buddy sounds really cool as they pushed their glasses back up on the bridge of their nose. Oh, geez. (laughs) So many people with glasses were offended. Like, we don't all do that. Come on, man. I mean, they kind of have to because the editor. But anyways, whatever. I wear glasses and I do that. So I'm in that camp. I don't – if that offended you, I – I'm not apologizing for that. I do it too. Uh, Loyal Miller, last answer I have on the, on the Twitters, said, Doctor Strange with Mystics. I would also like to see some more of the Sorcerer Supremes in Heroclix. And as a high fan, high fan, maybe like a big fan of Black Panther, any excuse I can get to get more of those is always nice. Wasn't Black Panther, um, he, he was a Sorcerer Supreme at one point? Was that a I, What If comic? It must have been because I never heard of this before in my life. I don't remember, but you could get <laughs> you could get a uh, Punisher on a theme team with uh, with Doctor Strange for probably for oh, one. That'd be I cool. That'd be, that'd be cool. I like it. I dig <laughs> it. All right, Jake Robinson. He said any martial artist would basically set up a dojo, and any martial artist under him would be just named Keyword. So that's pretty cool. Tony Canavino. I hope I said your name right. Probably didn't. A new Justin Safer and the robot keyword. Just imagine him in an army of Tri Sentinels and Nick the. I don't want. You know what? I don't want to imagine that because Tri Sentinels are terrible to play against, and I hate them. And I would hate for them to be a named <laughs> keyword with Justin and Safer. I, I do. No, they're terrible. They are nightmare. I mean, I own one now, sure, but no, they're nightmare fuel. I do not enjoy sitting across from multiple, and I mean multiple, Tri Sentinels. 
Yeah, it sounds fun. Hey, remember, they just changed the rules on those placements at the beginning of the game, so you make sure your opponent... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Placements. I'll make sure. Whiz kids. Come on. <sighs> Keep going. You have more? That's it. No, it's only two left. Sorry. My bad. We're done. <laughs> We're done. All right. Well, that was fun. I like that. I think that would be a really interesting thing to do in the future if they continue to do that. Um, Absolutely. WizKids has a really, really horrible track record of continuing good ideas. Uh, so I'll give you an example because I was just happened to be scrolling through this set earlier today. Hey, remember when Sideline Active was a thing? Oh, yeah, not too long ago. Yeah, and then that just kind of just stopped. Yeah, I haven't had anything new with that in a while. So, yeah, okay, well. Hey, remember Clicks Effects bases? Those sure were neat. Oh, yeah, those are those are great. Actually, those were awesome. Yeah, I don't know really I'm saying cool. it like that. Those are awesome. Bring those back. But okay. Anyway, we have a uh, we have a hero clicks tip of the week from Jedi Legend. You want to hear it? Absolutely. All right. Help you, I can. <laughs> Take you to your destination. I will. He says, when a figure has shape change and super senses, which, as we mentioned, is never a good thing. Terrible. You'd roll for uh, shape change first. Remember, if another character cannot be found, that attacking player has used up their action for the turn. So, thank you. Have you fallen victim to this one, Calder? Yeah, I have. I really hate running shotting up. You got one target in mind. You know, you're like, you know what? Five or six. What are the odds of that happening? And then you just, they roll it. And you're like, well, I guess that's uh, that's that then, huh? Awesome. <laughs> this is why placement is so important. Not spiteful at all. Uh, yeah, especially if, you know, if you have one character and they only have one, like, bolt you use running shot, make sure you can at least try and hit two characters. I feel like it's probably a given, you know, but just keep that in mind. This right? is also why I really hate Goblin King, because he normally always picks up the symbiote or something, so he's got shape change and, mm, mm, not getting attack off on him with the deep dial and whatnot kind of sucks. Okay, we, let's move on. We... Um, we got a, actually a message. I can't remember who sent this in, but thank you for reminding us. Uh, the whole month of like December and then into January was just absolutely crazy. And we know that we're late, but we need to announce this now because it needs to happen to have the fourth annual Dial H for HeroClix award ceremony. If you want to listen to the last time that we did this, it is episode 184. Um, we are going to bring back most of those categories, maybe switch them around, but we're going to put up everything on Twitter and Facebook for you guys to vote. Um, we will also be naming a new annual uh, super fan. All right. I haven't really decided. We didn't really talk about this on how we are going to determine who the new super fan was. Did we want to do like a, like a vote for that as well? Call it nah, it should just totally be us deciding who gets to be the super fan. Cause just like in Pirates of the Caribbean, I kind of feel like everybody would vote for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You guys can't be trusted. I know how you are. Totally. I don't like any of our listeners. No, I love all you guys. We'll figure it out whether we get a vote or um, if we decide between but us. But you can, you can get the annual honorary superfan title if you don't want to jump onto the Patreon and work towards that title. Uh, then you might be able to get it. But we actually might name somebody that's already uh, has their title. We don't know yet. We haven't talked about it. So we will figure that out, and I think starting tomorrow we're going to start – Putting up those, uh, it's only going to be around for, I think, a week worth of voting for all of the different categories. So jump on to each one of those categories 
and vote for I think it's just going to be like one figure or one sculpt or right. one whatever the category is per answer. So don't put like six answers in for like, oh, I think the best figure of the year was this yeah. and this and this. Don't and give this us your that. top ten plus honorable mentions. Just like your number one, like absolutely undeniable Aquaman had the best sculpt. I mean, obviously not, but like just for example. But it, if you do give us more than one, I'm just going to take whatever your first answer is on there. For sure. As your answer. So we'll tally it up, and then next week we'll have the official Dial H Awards ceremony as well as the Ranking Up ceremony. So next week is actually going to be a pretty packed week. Uh, moving on, we did have a birthday that is this week. So you get to hear the sexy, happy, official Arabian birthday music from the Dial H. And that is going to go to none other than Tyler Murin. So happy birthday, man. Happy Happy birthday to you. You like that? It's I love it, dude. I love it more than anything in the world right now. All right. Well, as always, if you have someone in your local gaming venue, you yourself, maybe a judge, a player, whatever, if they have a have a birthday coming up, tell us who it is, when it is, and uh, we'll give you an official Dial H for Heroclix. Happy Arabian birthday. Um, we... We're, we're running like late on time, I think. So uh, we are going to not go into uh, Malcolm's question block this week. Sorry, Malcolm. We just had a bunch of stuff to talk about this week. But we will get that in as soon as we can get that in. We did get one question uh, from Loyal Miller. We are going to answer that one question. Uh, I think it will be a pretty uh, short answer, really. So he said, what do, you, what do you guys think about rotation of meta pieces? This year we are losing over 600 modern clicks in July and some key meta pieces. Goblin King, Sam Cap, Hawkeye are a few big ones along with a lot of the Gotham City builds. So uh, I'll start off. Initially I'd say that I think I'm going to play the neutral ground on this one. Rotations are always going to happen, and things are going to come and go, and what is the meta now is just going to be replaced by a new meta. So just don't think too much about it, guys. Don't get hung up on, you know, oh, my God, I'm going to lose this piece. Improvise, adapt, overcome. You'll make a new meta team, you know, or you'll uh, net deck a new meta team. <laughs> right. Uh, but I will say this as far as when things rotate out of modern – specifically things like this Hawkeye. I've wanted that particular piece for a really long time, but it's too expensive because it's too good because it's in modern and everybody wants to play it. So I will be exceptionally happy. It is about to plummet in price. That is, that's what I think. So um, I don't really play a lot of meta, so it doesn't really affect me most of the time. I just like seeing the prices go down on the inv individual hero clicks that I want. That's my answer. What about you, Calder? All right, so I'm going to assume the cutoff is like the Mighty Thor, and that's where they're going to stop the meta cutoff. So we're, I'm I'm pretty sure this is where it is. Want to lose Elseworlds? Okay, Green Arrow, goodbye, good riddance, go die. Uh, what if we're going to lose Goblin King? Goodbye, good riddance, go die. We're going to lose Shredders? Goodbye. Good, you, do you see a pattern here? I do not care. I am so happy these figures are gone because I didn't like playing with them, and I did not like playing against them. Uh, Mrs. Lady Death, whatever, from Deadpool. Goodbye, good riddance, go to... I just, I do not... I mean, she can't die, I guess, but whatever. Anyways, I'm happy they're gone. Um, what Joker's Wild set, there's not even anything good in that set anymore because no one even plays what was good at one time in that. Who cares? Uh, Overdrive, I'm going to be a little sad about, unless we get a cooler, another cool carrier cat, you know, guys. Overdrive, I'm a little sad that he's going. 
Uh, but besides that, nope, I'm not too heartbroken. I haven't totally looked at the list because, again, they don't rotate out until, like, June 1st. So they're going to be around for a while, and they're still going to be able to mesh with Earth-X for a good chunk. There's going to be a lot of figures that are rotating out, which I think is good because they've been around for a long time. We've had a lot of combos done. We've – a lot of characters when they came out, you know, Jakeem Thunder, uh, Green Arrow, the uh, Bizarre Green Arrow, stuff like that, which are super crazy popular in their heyday. They just got overshadowed by other characters that are better now. Like the power creep that has happened the last two years is so insane compared to Twitter Wire. I was like – there was a time where I'm like, oh, man, how am I going to beat Jakeem Thunder? This is going to be impossible to beat. This is crazy. This is going to be terrible. And then – like, a month later, it's like, oh, Unimind came out. How do I beat this guy now? And then, like, X-Men came out. I'm like, man, how do I beat X-Men? Like, everything is getting better and better. Things are changing, constantly evolving. And, like, Shredders aren't even that good anymore, you know, apparently. Well, I guess, you know, a Shredder just carried a whale team to victory. So, I mean, I don't know what I should say. But either way, I'm not broken up. And I know it's supposed to be a short question that I was supposed to answer shortly. But I'm not really broken up by the meta pieces we're missing. I'm going to be sad. About losing Hydra Cap and Moderns, so they didn't get a play in nearly enough. But uh, you know, say la vie. <laughs> Wait, you French and Captain America in the same? Yeah, that was bad. That was like, really what, bad. What, what oh, was that? Terrible. This A on my forehead doesn't stand for France. Uh, <laughs> my bad. Yeah. Uh, that was a good. Re- that was a reference to the Ultimate Comics. If you didn't know that, for those people that lost, that was lost on. Okay, well, thank you for the question. As always, you guys can write in on Facebook. Uh, you can write in uh, and just follow us on Facebook. Uh, we really like when you guys share our stuff. Um, on Twitter, we are at Dial H for Heroclix. That is the number four. And you can send a email like we get those from time to time at Gmail uh, at uh, Dial H for Heroclix at gmail.com. Speaking of emails, we did get one, and this is how I figured out about uh, Matthew Ventura. I just wanted to read this real quick over the air because it was really nice and. We really appreciate emails like this from you guys. Uh, really helps us mentally keep going, you know, keep keep chugging out the content that we do for you guys every week. He said, "Sup guys, I'm Matthew, just dropping into and attempting to claim Florida, which done, sir." In uh, once again, House Rules Gaming in Kissimmee, Florida. So, not only are they currently running clicks two days a week, but we've been doing team sealed pre-releases. Yeah, you read that oh, right. Yeah. With an attendance averaging about twenty. Which is insane, by the way. That is a, that is a lot of people to show up to a like random pre-release. Weekly hero click stuff. Yeah, that, that that is fantastic. So you guys are killing it down in, in Florida. Um, so we are absolutely happy to have you guys as a home base in, in Florida. Um, people are driving from all over the state to participate. It's some of the most fun hero clicks experiences I have had. I'm a meta player and love how casual your show is. Really helps me appreciate how cool it is that we as adults actually have a fun, challenging way to play with action figures. You guys rock. It's about time I join the Patreon. So um, seriously, thank you for the email. Like I said, keeps us going. Um, and hey, man, just spread the good word of dialect. Absolutely. So you can get more people on down in Florida. And uh, maybe there's some people driving from out of state. Can I just say it really quick? Uh, venue goals right there, guys. How basic that sounds, I know. But, like, seriously, having 20 players, or, you know, ish, give or take, show up every single week, having enough people to do team-sealed events, that is awesome. It's it's stuff like that where if you had that many people show up every week and you're all cool, you're all having fun, all being happy, that you would seriously have more revigorated, like, love for this game. When only, like, four or five people show up each week, you're like, man, why do I even play? But... Seriously, that many people showing up, I'm jealous of your venue. I want to go there now just because of how awesome. And you're doing it two nights a week. 
that's like my dream right there. That's that's amazing. I want to say congratulations to you guys in Florida. That is awesome. Yeah, good stuff. So if you want to, again, want just claim your home base in your state or your country, uh, let us know where it's at, and you can do that as long as it's not one of those three states that we already mentioned, and we'll just keep chugging along, see how far we can get across the world. Where are our listeners? That's what I kind of wanted to figure and out. And where is Carmen Sandiego? Sorry, that was really low. Anyways. Dude, there's a real there's a real show back from Carmen Sandiego. Did you I know. I've been watching it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Jaylene wanted to sit down and watch it the it's other day. It's really like, good. I mean, it's quite, it's really cute. Song. Enjoyable. It's good. All right. Well, I don't have anything else. I think we're, I'm done. No, but I'm going to read us out. If you're like Calder and you've already ordered a uh, pre-order three bricks of EarthX, but you still need more, Dial H is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest HeroClick singles and sealed products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Bye, guys. Happy trails. My, 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 my I like turtle.